In today's episode, I get to have a conversation with Casey Cavell. Casey is founder and host of the Dugout CEO podcast. Casey is a business expert and leadership development coach who helps entrepreneurs remove themselves from the daily grind so that they can focus on what matters most. And for Casey, that means being a better dad. Casey is a father to two amazing kids right now, but he's also expecting, along with his wife, two twins in January. Yes, you heard that right. So he is going to be a father of four children under the age of two and a half. Well, we're going to hear about that journey coming up in this conversation. Casey is going to share with you some of the key insights and takeaways that he's learned from his life as a business owner, entrepreneur, and investor, and how he has translated that into his family life. He's going to tell you the three types of people that you need to have in your life if you want to be successful. Successful as a business owner, of course, but successful as a father and as a husband. So get your pen ready because those three types of people are the people that you need to find right now. This is going to be a great conversation. Here we go. My conversation with Casey Cavell on the Dad's Making a Difference podcast starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Casey, welcome to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, brother. Great to see you today. Yeah, Cam, great to be here. Man, Casey, we uh, got to meet yesterday, which, you know, there's a quick turnaround, but knew that today was going to be an amazing conversation. Uh, you have a pretty cool story, man. You, you've been at the podcast game for a little bit. You've been in business for a long time, but I'm really intrigued by you being what you said yesterday, a rookie dad. So uh, Casey, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, share with some of the guys, maybe like why we're doing this conversation today. You got it. Why? It's because I want to be a fantastic dad and I'm still new to the game. I became a dad a little bit later in life. I'm 38, uh, had our first of two children at 36. So I had some time to mature because I don't think I was ready in my 20s and early 30s. Um, and yeah, we're just here because I want to be a great dad and I want to learn from other people. I've been listening to your show and some other people that have been on here. And I'm like, all right, this is something I want to talk about because I realize when you talk about something and then you almost teach about it, you almost learn it and you do it yourself. So I'm excited to be here. And I, uh, yeah, I am still in my, I guess, rookie seasons per se. Yeah. I, I love that you say you're a rookie dad and yet you're in a situation right now that not many guys would find themselves in. You are about to embark on life where you will have four children under the age of two and a half. But yeah, right? I, I, in, in business, I help people become more efficient. And I guess I'm like the most efficient dad baby maker ever. And I don't know why, but God has entrusted us with two under two right now. And we got twins coming in January. So we're going to have four under two and a half. And my wife is fantastic. We got a game plan, at least we think. And what does Mike Tyson say? Everybody has a plan to get punched in the face and Every day it feels like we get punched in the face with something new. You know, it's it's yeah. hard. It's hard, but um, it's unique. Um, so any other dads out there to have young children, um, I'm in it with you. So two, 
nine months and expecting twins. And as a rookie dad, you've just gone from rookie on the pine to the starting pitcher. So yes. yeah, you're, you're rocking it right now. Um, Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, about the podcast that you run, and your mission right now when it comes to you being a dad and what you hope to accomplish for your family? Sure. So I built a bunch of businesses in my 20s and early 30s, and I would go into companies and figure out, all right, there's a better way to do what they're currently doing. I like to go into businesses and figure out, okay, what's the vision? And then how do I make that business vision happen in the least amount of time with the least amount of headache and heartache and had a lot of successes going, buying, investing, turning around businesses. And over the past, I guess, four or five years since selling my company, I've been helping other business owners do the same thing. And what I find is whether you want to be a great husband or a great dad, like you got to have a great business and a great career, because if, if you don't have a great career or you're not running a successful business or that business is running your life, or you don't like your job, like it's going to be really easy to bring that stuff home to your spouse or significant other or your kids. So that's for me. It's like, I want to help business owners and entrepreneurs win in what they do. And then in tune, that's going to help them win at home because I figure, you know, you got to be healthy in all aspects of your life. And business is one thing. And that leads to being healthy at home. And I know I'm a better dad and a better husband when things are kind of going good at work. So um, that's kind of it. Yeah, there's a lot of guys right now who feel that they're just living the nine to five or they're an entrepreneur who started a business. Maybe it's brick and mortar, maybe something like I've done where I've just gone online and wanted to reach out because I felt like, hey, I live in a small community. Online is the place to be right now. What encouragement would you have for a guy right now who might have young kids like you do, who is embarking on a new journey, whether it's a new job, a new profession, a new mission. You said you're passionate about helping people craft a vision and getting there in the least amount of heartache and trouble. Uh, What encouragement would you have for a dad right now who's maybe questioning, should I follow my dream and my passion for this work or should I just dive into being a dad right now? So I want everybody that's listening to ask themselves this question three years from now. What does success look like for you to be both personally and professionally satisfied with your progress? Like, what does that look like? I want you to write it down because a lot of people, they don't have that written down. If they don't have a clear vision written down, how do they know if they're on track or what success even looks like? Looks like. So that's what I would say is write down the vision of what do you want to accomplish personally and professionally, and then ask others who have already accomplished something very similar how did you do it? What advice would you have for me? What does that look like? How do I get started? Because if you have this three years from now, this is what I want to accomplish. Great. But a lot of people, that's where they stop in life. It's just vision, but vision without execution is hallucination. Thomas Edison said that. So it's like, okay, great. You have this vision, but it's like, how are you actually going to get it done? So I think that's what success looks like is really having a clearly defined vision of what success is in your brain, put it on paper, share it with others, and then figure out how are you actually going to make this happen? I agree. I think the key there is something you said is ask others who've been where you've been for guidance and support. Maybe not for the answers because guys who've been there won't give you the answers. That's what I've I've found in my own journey. I don't know if you found the same. Is sometimes we are stuck in a hard place where I wish somebody would just give me the answer. But people who've been there where you are or where you want to be, they'll just ask you the right questions. And you got to surround yourself with people like that who will ask you the right questions to help you push through to find success. Um, 
who in your life was someone that you went to to ask questions? A bunch. Gentleman by the name of Tom Roy, gentleman by the name of Chad Merrill. I actually just recently interviewed them on our podcast because I wanted to look at people that were successful both in the boardroom and at home. And both of these gentlemen built successful businesses. They were fathers um, and they were great husbands. And I saw the way they interacted with people. So both of them and, you know, uh, Tom, he gave me this piece of advice. He said, everybody in their life, they needs they need three different people. They need somebody to encourage them, somebody to teach them and somebody to hold them accountable. A Barnabas, a Timothy and the Paul, they're characters in the Bible. And I was like, okay, so who are those people in my life? Who's my Paul? Who's my tenant? Timothy, right? Who's my Barnabas? Who are those people that can push me, encourage me, challenge me, right? Who are those that can hold me accountable and make sure, hey, Casey, this is the vision that you have for your life. Are you on track? Are you stuck? How are you doing? And Chad was the exact same way. I mean, he got into my personal life. We were business partners. We built a business together and there was a lot of money on the line. But he always said, all right, look, it's people for profit. And he got into my life and got to know me and understood some things that I was going through at the time and connect me to other tools and resources and people that could help me because he realized, all right, Casey's got some challenges right now in his life. And this was back in my 20s. I probably can't help him, but who do I know that can? And I think a lot of whether it's dads or husbands or people or leaders, like you see other people that need help. Just know that you might not be the person to help them, but you might be able to connect them to somebody. You might need to give them a podcast like yours to listen to or a book or something like that. So those are two guys that just come to mind. Amazing. I love them. We can just name them like that. Hey, guys who've been in your life, guys you'll go to for guidance. And I feel that surrounding yourself with a band of brothers is really important. I've had some guests on the podcast. Aaron Walker is one of my mentors and I had him on. We call him Big A lives in Nashville, uh, runs a mastermind group. And I found that so many men in that group came to that space for the, like you said, the encouragement to learn something and to be held accountable. But there's someone different in every group that does that for them. Mm -hmm. Same within the DMD and dad's making a difference. There's times to be taught where I say, hey, this is what you need to do. There's times to be encouraged and be a cheerleader. And then there's times where it's just a, hey, man, you got to pull up your socks. You got to do this. Like you've, you've been talking about this for three weeks. You want to do this as a dad. You want to build a relationship with your wife. You want to have these dad dates. You want to do these things. You're not doing them. Let's get moving on that and have some accountability. So I appreciate that you brought those three things up because I think that's a running theme through the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. One of those has come up in every single episode. So thanks, thanks for coming back to that. Casey, for you as a dad of two right now, almost four young kids, what do you prioritize in your life right now that you believe helps you set be set up for success entering into this new season of having four little ones? Yeah, this might sound selfish, but I would say self. Mm. Like I have to be okay. If I'm not okay, nobody's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that look like? getting up early in the morning and making sure I'm okay because I can't go and make sure I'm okay. If I got kids yelling, Hey daddy, I need this or crying or screaming or, you know, my wife needs something like I have to be okay before like I'm able to serve them. So I'm a baseball guy, I play college baseball. And it's like the game starts every day in our house at like 
eight o'clock. That's about when everybody wakes up. So from six to eight, I have got to get ready and get prepared because when that first pitch comes, I have got to be ready. And if I'm not ready, I'm going to swing in the miss or if it's up and in, I'm going to take one off the noggin and get hurt or whatever. So it's like, I have got to prepare my mind, my body and my soul to serve my family. Because if I don't do that, it's just not going to work. And then after that, then it's my wife and then it's my kids. My kids are going to be fine, right? They're, they're going to figure it out, but I have to make sure my wife's okay because the same thing goes with her. If she's okay, the kids are going to be okay. And I find a lot of moms out there. They're not okay. They're overwhelmed. They're overtaxed. They have no margin. Why? It's because I think a lot of dads don't give them the ability to do that. They make them work a job. They don't want to work right? The dads don't make enough money. And this isn't about money, but like dads provide, figure out a way to make more. So your wife can fulfill her calling as a mother, because I think there's a lot of moms out there that probably don't want to work or don't want to do something that they're currently doing that, you know what you as a husband, I think you can do a better job of figuring out, well, how do I meet the need of my wife? So am I okay? Is my wife okay? And then my kids will be fine. I just want to make sure that I'm able to be present when I'm with them, focused on what they're saying or focus on what they need and then figure out, all right, how do I meet their needs that they have? You mentioned playing sport and how that as a parallel has kind of, you just use that as a metaphor for where you're at right now with your family. But what parallels have you found of what you learned in that type of environment, an environment of competition, environment of teamwork, environment of being under pressure and having to perform? that has helped shape you into being the husband and being a dad that you want to be? Well, I think in any relationship, right? It takes two people to raise kids. Um, some people listening to this call, they're, they're married, some aren't, and that's a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to figure out what is your role in raising your children? I'm not going to have some of the things that my kids need, right? And my wife's not going to be able to provide and teach some of the things that my children my kids are going to need. So I think it's getting just really clear of, Hey honey, how do you need me to show up for our kids every day? How do you need me to show up for you every day? And what does that look like? So I think, you know, she has her skill sets, she has her weaknesses and I have mine. And I know when she's a little bit burnt out and she needs a timeout and I'll take the kids to Publix and get them a free cookie or whatever that looks like. Um, and she'll see when I'm a little bit burnt out and need a little bit of time and she'll say, Hey, daddy's working or daddy needs a break or whatever. And she'll take them off my hands. So I think it's just trying to figure out what each person needs and uh, meet those needs. No, I appreciate that. There's been a lot of talk on this podcast about marriage, about supporting your wife as a mother. Uh, and I've had feedback from some guys that Cam, you know, dad's making a difference. Why do you talk about marriage so much? And it's because it's so important. You know, I have my own filter that I make decisions through, you know, this own, this lens in which I enter into every day. I look through this lens, I make my decisions through it. But if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm glad that you said that, because if I'm not taking care of myself, nothing else is going to work. You know, a, a guy who was on the podcast, Curtis Honeycutt, he guided me through this vision map. And one of the things he challenged me to do was to get clear on my priorities and what I valued. And what I found that if if I'm not taking care of myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, I can't be the husband that I need to be. I can't be the father that I need to be. I can't be the leader in my job that I need to be. And so 
I love that you said self first and it's not selfish. I actually, I remember walking into a massage therapist's office once and uh, up above their desk was a, not fancy handwriting wall deco type imagery was a self-care is not selfish. And I was like, no, self-care is not selfish. You need to take care of yourself to be who you need to be for other people. Uh, I want to, can I circle back to something you said about being able to provide and fulfilling our role in the home? Um, there's a, right now, there's a push for guys and girls and, you know, moms and dads to be out there hustling, to be able to provide a life for their kids, to be able to provide opportunities for their kids, whether schooling, sports, healthcare, whatever it might be. And I think we're losing sight of taking care of ourselves in that. And I love that you said, you know, some moms just want to fulfill their calling and be a mom and be at home. Now, some want to work like my my wife, Kim, wouldn't want to just hang out at home. I, I know yeah. that she would. But our kids are older. They're in school all day. Like she wants to be able to do something. But when they were younger, she wanted to be at home. And so what would you say to the guys and the women out there right now who th feel that the idea of a traditional role of you know, mom being at home and dad going to work, that that idea and that tradition has passed. And now it's time for the, the women to step up in the home and maybe be a, more of a provider. I think every situation is different. I, I'm not to say I know the answer to any of that. I think it comes yeah. down to each individual person and they all have something that they want and they desire. My, my wife, she got her uh, CPA and went to school to be a CPA and thought she was going to be this professional woman. Why? It's because, you know, growing up, she didn't have money. She grew up with, uh, she had 12 siblings, house of 13 kids, and they were paycheck to paycheck and it was oh. tough. And she went to school and got a job because she knew that if I got that job, I would be okay. I would be financially okay. And when we got married, you know, I said, Hey honey, what do you want to do? And it wasn't that. So I think it's just important to ask each other and ask ourselves, like, what do I want to do? What fires me up? What doesn't feel like work? And I think whether you're a dad or a mom or whoever, like you should be spending 70 to 80% of your time professionally or throughout your day doing things that you're great at and you love to do. But what I find is a lot of people do things they're good at, but they don't like doing it. And you got to figure out what does that look like? So dads, husbands, ask your wives, honey, what do you want to do? How can I better support you? Because I think some might want to work, um, but they might want to work because they're doing it out of the wrong ambition. Hmm. Hey, if I don't work, then I'm a crappy mom. Or if I don't work, then that mom is better than me. Or if I don't work, then I'm falling behind. And I think a lot of women, they have that comparison trap where they're comparing themselves to other people. And I'm like, that's just, that's just not the case. And men do that too. Right. Yeah, we, do say, it we, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. We do it worse than anybody. I mean, you get on business Twitter or whatever, and it's like, Hey, well, only if, only if, only if. And yeah. I think a lot of people say, say that. And I honestly don't think the whole, Hey, I need to make more money or provide for my family. I think it's, I don't know. It's just tough. Like how much money do you really need to survive? Like, do you really need to go to the Grand Cayman Islands or can you go to Panama City Beach, right? It's like, do you really need to send them to this school or this school? And schooling's really important. Like you got to make sure you give your kids the best opportunity possible. But it's like, I think there's a lot of like false narratives that put pressure on men and women 
to make more and do more and provide more when, you know what, my daughter is perfectly content right now being in her little play pool out in our backyard. It's a little blue thing. You got it at Walmart for 30 bucks, right? And we have to buy three a year because it breaks and it's not the nicest, but for all she knows, that's the pool at the Bellagio or we take her to the local park and the local beach. That's the Grand Cayman Islands. I think just our kids, they want us. They don't want things. Um, so I think a lot of that's just false. And as a result, we put pressure on ourselves to make more and do more so we can give them more. But like, what is more and why? It's a good question. And that more piece, that comparison syndrome, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever you want to call it, you know, we get sucked into social media. We get sucked into other forms of media or even in our neighborhood where you go to your children's soccer practice and you're comparing, oh, they have a nice vehicle or, wow, he's looking really fit. I wonder what he does. Or, you know, there's there's those types of things. And we find ourselves in comparison a lot of the time instead of being in tune with who we are and what our vision is. And I love that that's something you're passionate about is getting people clear on their vision especially professionals, because, you know, being in that realm, I know the importance of being clear on that. Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind and you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now, let's get back to our show. Sure. Um, Casey, I want to ask you something. You know, you said you were a rookie dad. I'm curious, what is the hardest thing, you know, as a rookie dad, you know, your oldest is two in a little bit. What's the hardest thing that you've had to navigate or overcome being a father? I think just the constant change. It's just new. And this probably goes for any dad. Your child at eight is different now than they were right back then. If they're 10 years old now, like things just change life, communication. So I think everything's always changing. Um, So you almost have to be like forward thinking. So for instance, mine are small. So we're always figuring out what's the next thing we have to child proof. (laughs) Now (laughs) we have a couple more coming in January. It's like, okay, those two are going to be in here. Where's the other two going to be? So we're renovating our, we have like an outbuilding barn. We got some property. So it's like, we're renovating this and I'm going to make it like, you know, padded walls and, you know, toys for the kids. So, okay. Two can be out here. Two can be in there. So I think it's just like looking at what does the future hold six months from now, a year from now, and what do I need to be doing now to make that future like the best it possibly can be. And so if that's the biggest barrier right now is like future pacing, you know, and planning out. Um, what's the biggest celebration or win that you've experienced in the last little bit as a dad? I think just every day, it's something new and unique. They say, or they learn, you know, we were going through a little picture book the other day and it's like, how did you, I can't believe she knows all these little things. So I think just, um, just watching our kids and knowing they're a gift from God and 
we need to treasure the time that we have with them because who knows how long it's going to be. Um, I sent a picture. I'll send it to you afterwards in the show notes where um, it's hard to describe it, but it's basically just, all right, I'm a dad and I'm raising this little baby and then I'm pushing him in a stroller and then he's jumping into my arms and then I'm dropping him off at school. And then it's, then it, at the end, it's, he's pushing me in a stroller, my wheelchair, right? He's burying me and putting me into the ground. And it's like, Holy smokes. Like I'll send that to you. It's, it's called the time billionaire. I just saw it on Facebook. Uh, and it just, I printed it and I got it right over here. And it's, I'm like, that just wrecked me. Cause I'm like, why am I even doing what I'm doing? Why do I take these calls? Why do I agree to these meetings? Mm-hmm. And I don't anymore. I don't do many meetings and I don't do many calls because quite frankly, I just want to spend time with, you know, epic people that are doing amazing, crazy things that I know I can add value to their life and help them. And they can help me because the majority of people, they just don't, they're, they talk about what they want to do. They talk about what they're going to be, but they don't do it. So I do my best to associate myself with others that are going to challenge me and others that want to be challenged because I can help them. Amazing. What's an area of growth that you're excited about right now? Something you're leaning into? Uh, I want to get better at my morning routine. You know, I mentioned, hey, the baseball game starts at eight o'clock, first pitch at 8 a.m. I got to be ready. I've got to continually be ready at eight. So I just hired a personal trainer. I'm still in decent shape, but I'm like, I'm going to need more energy. And as I get older, I guess your energy goes down, but I got to figure out a way to get more. So I want to get better at getting ready before, you know, the kids wake up and before I need to be on get more energy and just continually try to be as healthy as I possibly can. Cause I know that's, what's going to give you energy. Now let's talk about being healthy for a moment. You know, we spoke briefly yesterday about this and, you know, I'm passionate about this, you know, given my background, starting fight the dad bod and you were passionate about this on our call yesterday. And you said that, you know, to be a healthy dad, I need to be a healthy person and I'm passionate about this and I want to take care of this. Speak to the significance that that's played in your life. You know, as a past athlete would definitely play into that. But now that you have, man, you're going to, I'm, I'm just going to warn you, man. And you know this, you're going to be run off your feet, <laughs> you know, four kids under two and a half. I think it's such an incredible journey for you and your wife. And, you know, as you prepare for that, uh, how, sorry, how old are you right now? I'm 38, 38. Okay. So my wife is 30. So that's nice because she's got a little bit more energy than me. So to balance out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing right now as a 38 year old guy to gain energy, to be able to take control of your health, to be able to prioritize that, knowing that this great equalizer time might be something that uh, you get smacked in the face with when the next two come. I had this guy on our podcast, his name's Justin, and I'll have to send you guys the link, but he has this three, two, one principle hmm. where he says, look, three hours before you go to bed, no big meals, hmm. two hours before bed, no more work, one hour before bed, no blue light. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, great. I've been doing that semi-consistently, but when I do, I promise you it's wild. Last night, I didn't. I was on Twitter last night till 8.30, maybe 8.50 actually, put my head on the pillow about 9.30 and my mind was racing. I didn't shut it off. Night before, it was great. We did, I put my phone away, put it on airplane mode, seven o'clock. It was great. My wife and I watched a Netflix show for 30 or 40 minutes. We sat in bed and talked for 30 minutes and my brain was perfect. It was shut off. I slept great. I even woke up the next day wondering, 
what did I do differently last night? And that was it. And I think the last thing he said is like no snacking, no late night snacking and all that. And I used to eat a drumstick at night before I used to go to bed. If you remember those ice cream things, those things were fantastic. So, um, delicious. Yeah. But like, you got to cut that (laughs) stuff out. So those are some of the things that I've learned from other people that, um, that have been great. Yeah. Incredible. Drumstick. Can't clown on the drumstick, but probably not as a pre-bed snack. Hey, there you go. Not ideal. Um, I've, I've challenged myself to do similar, but especially when it comes to the phone and it's, it's interesting that you said last night, this morning, you know, we're recording this at 8 a.m. local time. But um, this morning I woke up and I felt like a little bit sluggish about six o'clock this morning. I got out of bed, which normally I get out of bed pretty early, like much earlier than that, uh, just because I found with a nine year old and an 11 year old who do get up and it's go time, all the activities, all the things that I need to have an hour and a half to two hours of dad time in the morning. That's when I can get it man, I felt sluggish. And I point back to it and what it was, I was watching, I'm a Blue Jays fan. You're a baseball guy. I'm a Blue Jays fan. Uh, But they played the Dodgers last night, which is the Eastern time, uh, Pacific time zone. So now we're later. And I'm like, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. And I'm watching the 11th inning of this baseball game. (laughs) Like I got to go to bed. But it's amazing how even when I went to bed, my brain didn't slow down. And over the last couple months, I have been very conscious of, It's not on right now, but uh, my device to make sure that that is turned off, it's put away because I now have an 11 year old daughter who's going into middle school, who doesn't have a phone, whose friends all have phones. And I'm more conscious now than ever that I'm modeling behavior with technology to her. Um, For a long time, I was like, I need to take control of technology. I need to be able to do it for sleep and for energy levels and presence and being connected. And now I'll look in the corner of my eye, I can see my eyes just watching what I'm doing. I'm like, well, what standard am I setting for my kids? And so I I love that three, two, one, the no large meals. uh, No. So three hours, no large meals, two hours. No more. Stop working. Stop working. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. I'm going to circle that one. That's a challenge for me. Stop working yeah. two hours before bed and then the one hour screen time. I hope every guy listening to this right now is going to implement that. Yeah. And, and I'll send you the gentleman yeah. that taught me that principle. Uh, Justin, Justin Rothenschofer. He's amazing. He's got some really cool like content out there too. But uh, yeah. And I know what you're doing with the dad bod thing. Like if they probably follow your principles, they'll probably be in really good shape because I know you're passionate about that and your programs and offerings are awesome there. So um, I'm that. sure, I'm sure you, you, you know, your stuff when it comes to that too. Yeah. It, if you don't mind me sharing a little story, I had a highlight yesterday from one of our fight the dot by cohorts that one of the gentlemen on our call, one in one of the cohorts, uh, this is a new adventure for him. And so taking control of his health and his nutrition, his exercise, his sleep, managing stress, all this big health picture stuff. And his wife is doing this with him. And he said, Cam, it's for the first time. This was his big win for the week. So I love this. He said, it's like we're dancing in the kitchen, but we're not dancing. It's that we're prepping food together. We're having conversation. She's chopping this. I'm grilling that back and forth. And we're just like flowing together in the space that before two weeks ago, I never shared with her. And I think that's what that's about. You know, when I did the fight the dad bot stuff, yeah, I want to help guys get healthy. And I think that's a priority, but it's these little things that we do when we're taking care of ourselves. Like you said earlier, self-care. When we're taking care of ourselves and we're involving others in that process, um, 
we we don't know where the payoff's going to end, right? We start to see these things in our relationships and our kids, and we're setting a standard and being an example, and you're being an example to your young children. And I think that's what inspires me to to continue to do that fight the dad bod and to do this. Of course, man, the guys need so much more than just fitness and nutrition, although that's really important. There's so many more layers to being a good dad and being a good husband and being present. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Casey, what do you got working right now? What are you working on that uh, we can send people to or to check out more about you? Sure. Yeah. So I love helping business owners and entrepreneurs grow, scale, build their companies, get their lives back. I realize a lot of business owners kind of are controlled by their businesses. So what I do is help people get their time back, specifically business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I have a newsletter that I put out once a week called Friday Focus. It's for leaders at all levels and people that are looking to ultimately make their vision happen. Uh, check us out, just caseycavell.com. You can get our resources to our newsletter and all that there. We have a podcast called the Dugout CEO Podcast. Mm -hmm. It's about life, leadership. Our whole mentality is helping people become MVPs at what they do. So we have a little bit of a baseball theme to it, but we talk just a little bit about baseball and we get into the meat of how do you win at life? It's a game and how do you win in all aspects of things? So the Dugout CEO Podcast and CaseyCavell.com. Amazing, Casey. Casey, thank you for taking time out of your morning away from your children to be here with us today. I appreciate you. You bet. Thanks, Cam. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And if you are a father listening to this right now who is driven to build a life of significance, to truly make a difference in the life of your family, in your business, and in the community around you, go to dmdmastermind.com to learn more about the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind, a mastermind group for fathers that provides men with the skills, the connections, the accountability, the proven steps, and the brotherhood to truly become a dad making a difference. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you on the next episode of the DMD Podcast.